Welcome to Life After Child Loss of Parents Grief. I'm Angela, your host. And tonight we're going to speak about moving life after the loss. How do you move on? And that's a very difficult question to tackle. It's a very difficult task to do. I think that I can only share from my own experience what it's been like from beginning to now. And it was not, has not been easy. Nothing about it is is easy. And most of you think, already know that, can kind of figure that, that part out, that it's not easy. Like I shared before on our last on, on our last episode that not many people make it out. Not many people make it through living after loss. That in itself, the whole thought can kind of it, it takes your breath away. And when it actually has happened to you, it takes you even further um down a road that it's so difficult to travel. You're trying to navigate your thoughts. And, and and if you're not careful, even after you've gotten so far or so much time, so much, a certain amount of time has passed. If you're not careful, you can still lose your way. And I mean, let's be honest. Um, to to any parent that's out there, you you lose your way, you lose your thoughts, your your whole everything ju- is just gone. Uh, for me, the my thought process, my my thoughts within themselves was so they were jumbled up. That's that's being nice. That, that's that's a better way of, of putting it that within that that first week that, let's just start there your first week after um, the loss of your of your child you have so many thoughts going through your head constantly because you're you're not having to just say okay my my son and my daughter is gone you're having to say my life has changed. Your hopes and your dreams with most 99% of our parents, your hopes and your dreams are tied within your kids. And and so everything that you had planned for yourself, everything that you had planned for them, everything that you figured they or they told you they had planned for themselves, it's now gone. So how do you... How do you go from that? How do you rebuild? How do you breathe? That, that part. You you have to learn how to breathe again. So I'm going to take this step by step for many of you out there that listen to this podcast. I want to, and it's a lot of new people, newly bereaved parents. And I, w- I want to first let you know that there's no right or wrong way to grieve. There's healthy and unhealthy ways of grieving. And you do whatever helps you. I tell people that all the time. I'm not a master at this. I'm not the uh, spokesperson 
for this. Um, I can only share with you my experience and, and those who will come along that um, in the future that are going to share their experiences can only share. Our journeys will be different, noticeably different. Um, breathing, learning how to breathe. For myself, I remember, and, and my thoughts have been scattered have been scattered since my son passed away and what I what I well, everything that I thought I knew everything I thought I was was no more they were gone and but I still had another son that I had to raise that needed me and and for a lot of parents you you have to figure that out as well you know and everybody's struggling trying to figure it out. Everybody wants to be there for each other. You want to, your child, your other children or child wants to be there for you. You want to be there for them, but you don't know how to be there for yourself. So oftentimes, and I've said this before, our other children get, we, we don't, they're, they're, they're not given the attention that the parent is given which is unfair in itself, but when you, you're learning, you're, you're going through and you're figuring it out. And that's what I had to do. That's what me and my son, Corey had to do. We had to I do our best to figure it out, which is why a good support system is always, um, uh, is always welcome. And you want to have that great and a good support system to help you along the way. There are times and there will be times where breathing is so hard. When when Jordarian, when they told me that Jordarian had passed, um, I remember just standing there. I, I I remember sitting down and I was just trying to figure out what what did they what did the doctor just tell me, you know? And and you're trying to you you're, you're scrambled, your mind is scrambled and at a loss because you're saying that my child is no longer here. And it's okay, so you you you're numb, you're 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 noticeably numb, and even trying to get through that moment, you're not even realizing that you are breathing. You some people. Or trying to figure out how you're breathing. Some people are expecting you to just pass out, scream, holler. And for some, you, you just can't because you're still trying to figure out what you're what you've just been told or what you've just witnessed, um, or what you've just seen. You you you're just trying to figure it out. And that by far is is such a struggle. And and I I, I can only again, speak from my own experience that that first week, if if I, if I can dissect it, um, you, you're just trying to, you don't even know what breathing is because you're, you're numb. As I said, I, I was numb. Let me speak from my own personal self. I was so numb. And all I know is that I needed to stay that way. I need to stay that way because now, because after, from that day, that next day, you go into making arrangements. 
and that in itself, you're still trying to figure out, you know, you kind of zoned out. And, and I'm saying all of this for those that are, especially for those that are newly bereaved and, and you're trying to figure out what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong. You're, you're figuring it out and then, and that's okay. It's, it's, there's no script for this. There's no script for it. And you, I, I want to be able to help somebody by sharing my experience when you see that there's something that you've been doing, you say, okay, it's okay. You, you can get through it. And, um, again, once you, you go through that next day, you having to do arrangements, you have to figure out, you have to think about the day and you have to think about colors and, and all, you know, is what your child like. Cause, because that's what's on your mind because you're still, again, you're still, um, wrapped up in that you that's all you can think about is, is my baby's gone my, my my son's gone my daughter's gone and you 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 hold on to that because right now you're still numb and for myself I wanted to stay numb I needed to stay as numb as possible and you know people if you checked out my first season of podcasts, I, I have an episode called After the Funeral. So during that first week, you have people in and out constantly. You 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 constantly have people around you that um, that mean well, and and they're they're constantly around you, and so you can kind of be okay because you know if you fall weak around somebody, you have somebody to kind of hold you up and pick you up. It's in those moments when everybody leaves. Because everybody's life, your world has stopped and you still have to figure out a way to go forward, you know, and make it through the night, make it through the day, make make it through that next breath because you can only see, breathe and hear your, your child. And that by far is, is a hard thing to do. And you don't even think about the future. You're not even thinking about the future. You, you, all you know is that you're right now. You're right now. My life is in shambles right now. My life is over right now. How can I think about going back to work? How can I think about going here, going there, doing this, doing that? You just, you can't, you don't because when your child dies, a part of you dies. And, and that by far is just, it's just, there's a permanent hole that becomes in your heart. That's in your soul. That's in your life. That's, that's, that's all you see. And a void is there. A void. And no one can feel it. For those parents who have the unfortunate task or have had the unfortunate task of burying or in losing, losing and having to bury their only child. I can't imagine that. And so, as I said before, um, in my last episode, our love for our children is unique. So I don't tell people, I know what you feel. I know what you're going through. I don't. It's unique. What, what you, how you loved your child is unique and how I love mine was unique. So I understand 
what you're going through. I understand what you're dealing with. And I think that's more appropriate to say because if if that was their only child, how can you say you know what they feel? Because you don't. You understand what they're dealing with to a degree. And that leads to people saying some of the silliest things. And and again, people people mean well, but there's just some things you should not say to people, especially parents uh, that has that has lost a child. You, you just certain things you don't say. For instance, um, this one I think <laughs> this one is the one that really kind of took me aback a little bit. Um, a, a young lady lost her son in an accident and, uh, a friend, uh, uh, my cousin contacted me and cause she's, you know, real good friends with the, with the parent, with the mother. And she was asking me what she should do. Um, how should she, you know, what she should say and what she shouldn't or whatever. And she said that someone else was over there at the house. And in that moment, that other person said to that that bereaved parent, that grieving mother at that time, "I have one you can you can have. Don't say that. Don't don't do that." And now I'm at a place now where I can. Don't say that. Let's just leave it at that. Don't don't tell nobody that because th- your child cannot be replaced. No one can replace that hole, that void that is in that parent's heart. That's in their soul. They still have to go forward and that certain things stick with you. Like they, they literally stick in your mind and certain things that just won't go away. There's certain things people say don't go away. And it's hard to let it go because you're still learning how to breathe, trying to remember how to breathe. And that's way too early on to say that. Now, for for bereaved parents, I think one of the things for me was not um, trying to fill that void. I had to be careful that and, and, and remind myself, no matter how many reminders that there were, children that were around me that reminded me of my son. So I had to be careful how I uh, interacted with them, you know, because they they have similar qualities. They may in a moment sound like them or uh, in a distance, you know, look like them or something like that. And, And you have to be careful with your interaction because that, that, their, those parents are already somewhat uncomfortable around you, especially if it's early on. They're they're somewhat uncomfortable around you already walking on eggshells, feel like they have to walk on eggshells. And so if, you, if you're not careful and they don't understand what you're dealing with and, and what it was like for you at that moment, they pull away. And you're looking around, you know, because you some some people you expect to see um, often, and they suddenly stop coming around, and eventually, as time passes, they'll tell you, um, they may say 
let you know why they stopped coming by. And then you, you don't even, you're not even thinking about it like that, you know? Um, and I didn't realize it until years later, you know, and, and I was, but, uh, but in the unconscious subconscious of my mind, I, I had to, you know, pinch myself several times, a lot of times, you know, and just say, Hey, you know, that's not, that's not Jordarian. That's not little man as we called him. And even with uh, my son, my oldest son, Corey, they were so different, but yet alike, you know, but even with him, I had to be careful because he was the child, Corey was a child that didn't really, he was nonchalant. He was very nonchalant about a lot of things. And so there were certain things I didn't have to worry about with him until his brother passed away and he took on certain qualities and, and certain and started doing certain things and he was working his way and navigating his way through the grief. So again, there's, there's so many different facets of this journey that you, you will go through and you can go, go through. And for me, breathing, you and for many parents breathing and and learning how to be able to exhale you know because even in the middle of the night when you wake up in the middle of the night and you've dreamt with a broken heart and you wake up and you're just gasping for air because even in that it can take your breath away it takes your breath away and and for me i i learned i have learned and am learning how even now this year we make in in april we'll make 11 years and i'm still learning how to breathe now you know and some people think that you just get over it you don't get over it you learn how to live with it and and i'm i'm here to tell Everyone that's listening, everyone that's looking now, you don't get over it. You learn how to live with it. There is no getting over it. And that's okay. Don't let anyone tell you that it's not okay. It's it's okay. Always remember that. If you don't remember nothing else, like I said a few minutes ago, there's certain things that stick with you that people say, I hope this sticks with each and every one of you. And no matter the loss, it, it doesn't have to be your child. It can be your parent. It can be your spouse, whatever, your grandparent. Hear me. It's okay that you're not okay. No matter when it happens, how it happens, where it happens, it's okay. And so you you, you navigate um, through through this. It's it's a it's a challenge. It's uphill most of the time. The first wave, you're you're riding that wave, you know, and you're you're really just there, you know, and and you're praying and you're praying that God holds your hand because you don't have the strength to. And and so you you you're trying to figure out in those moments you 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 get through that first week. You get through the first week, right? And then you get through that 
you're starting that second week. And so you're trying to figure it out. What do I, how do I, where do I go? What do I do? Do I get up today? Can I get up today? Don't know. You, you, you struggle, right? And, um, even in that, it's okay to struggle because it's a struggle you you you're adjusting and you're trying to figure out how do I how do I go on for those parents that have to go back to work um I don't know how that goes I for me it was harder simply it was hard for me simply because I hurt hurt my back years ago so I, I don't work and I was stuck in it like I was just sitting there like what am I to do and you don't want to just find something you you try to find stuff to kind of keep you busy and keep your mind going and going back to work for some works it it helps them a lot because you have caring uh, co-workers right and so they kind of help you and you, you have something to look forward to like okay i have to go to work tomorrow um and eating i don't know and i have to get somebody on the show that can share that experience with you uh, of how they got through that and was able to, or started back when they went back to work. Again, I, I couldn't, I, I wasn't working, so I, I didn't work. And, um, I think that was, that's one of the things that made it harder for, for me because I didn't, I didn't even have the life in me to do anything. Even if I did, um, have a job at that point, you know, I, what, what's work? That means I have to get up. That means I have to focus on something else. And right now, the only thing I can, um, think of right now is my son is gone. My child is gone. And, um, that's where I'm at right now in this moment, you know? And so, um, Life after loss in itself is is so complicated because you're just stuck trying to figure it out. You're stuck trying to please people. You have people that, some people that that will still come around and, and stick with you through it. And um, then you have those that will walk away from you. You have people that will walk away from you. You you won't hear from them again, and um, or if you just help happen to see them at somewhere or somewhere out or whatever, um, and even then you don't even care. You really don't. I didn't. I just was trying to get through that moment that I was in. <clears throat> so you get through the first two weeks, okay. Then comes that third week and you're nearing a month and you know it in your head. You go, whatever date it is, you go from that, that date to the next date, you know, okay, that's here go a month, a month's time. And I think for me, one of my cousins who had lost a child had uh, contacted me and I was like, I told her, I said, I'm, it's been a month. And she was like, you're counting it, aren't you? I don't, I don't know nothing else to do. Like, what do you do? How do you not count? Um, how do you not know that 
for me, it was the 11th. So every 11th, I looked on the calendar ahead of time then and was like, okay, this fall on that day. And you don't plan. It's not that you're planning to feel some type of way. That's what it is because that's the date that sticks out in your mind. That's the date that's so stuck with you and ingrained in you that that's all you see because that's all you know. You know that I, I knew that on the 11th of April, my son died and that's all I seen. No matter what was going on around me. And I think, um, and I thank God for, um, my family, they had fan planned a trip and, um, I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go. I was not going and determined that I wasn't. And, but I didn't want to take that away from my son that was, that was here, still here, you know, so well, he can, I can send him it's like, no, mom, I want you to go. And son, I really kind of don't want to go. You know, we went back and forth or whatever. So eventually I, I went on and went. And there was a relief that happened and a release that happened in at that time when we went out of town because I was around family. And um, I think even though it didn't last the time that I needed to, like you, you want that moment where you're feeling better because you, when you, when you get in that, that thought, like, okay, it, it feels like you're, you're reconciled with it. Like, okay, God, I, I, I get it. I understand it was for my good, blah, blah, blah. You, you tell yourself the rhetoric that other people start to tell you. And so you, you try to buy into it. And it's not that it, it's not true. It's just not your truth at that moment. Like, for the long haul, I say that it's it's true for you at that moment, but it's not true for you at the long haul at that time because you're still early on, and and so I think that that in itself for me um, was a defining moment as well because that was still within uh, th- four five well at least the first six months um, we 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 did that and. Um, it's a it's an ongoing thing you're you're ever learning and you want to stay hopeful the bible says you don't we don't grieve as if we don't have any hope and let me let me be honest let me be honest i was so upset with god you couldn't tell me, listen let me just i'm i'm telling you my truth i don't it's not the truth for everybody i can only share my truth that in that moment I didn't want to hear scripture now later on it became my saving grace like it it became I I could see a little better and look clearer because I think God gives us that time he he allows you that time and that those moments to express yourselves. He's not mad at you. He understands. Or whatever it is you believe in. I'm I'm saying God because that's who I believe in. That's that's my that's me. But he he understands it. That's why I didn't understand why people tell you don't don't question God. What you mean? I can't question you. 
and and I remember there was a moment where I was so upset with God because I felt like he took my son and I said, God, you have everything. You have angels, you have heaven, you have streets of gold, you have walls of jasper, you have so much, why mine? And I remember being so mad, I went to sleep. I just, I wanted to go to sleep and he could have took me right then. I wouldn't have been mad. Like, okay. Because that's what I was hoping for. And because I didn't know what going on was. I, in that time, you don't care. It's hard to care about what happens next or what you're supposed to do after that. It's hard to care. It's hard to even think about it. And, and, and so you're, you're navigating, you're navigating through a maze and you, you hit a brick wall every time, you know, so many times you, you hit a brick wall and that in itself again is, is hard. So life after child loss is, um, it's a journey. It's definitely a journey. And again, there's no right or wrong way. It's healthy and unhealthy. And you want to choose as healthy as possible. But whatever you choose, if it helps you get through that moment, go for it. I pray and hope that everyone listening has someone, a, um, a support system, a strong support system to help get them through that time that during that time um those first years those first couple of years are they define you they make or break you they will make or break you and even then i think some people i've i've talked spoken to parents who have you know felt like they they was in year 4 or 5 and were doing okay like they they had you know moved on to a point in their life where Although everything had changed for them and they still had moments and times where they would break down and, um, and, and have those grieving moments, they still would find themselves falling into a deep depression and trying to figure out again, how to breathe and thinking, how, how did I get here? And, and so again, that's their journey and that's not the truth. That won't be the truth for everybody, but it happens. And I'm only, I'm sharing that to say that it, it will happen. You know, you, you, you try to figure it, you're trying to figure it out. And again, once for those who were able and are able to go back to work and you find, find some solace in working and finding something to do. Great. That's, that's great. I don't, I don't knock anyone for, for that, you know? And, uh, so for me, I think that, um, here I am in almost year 11 in, I'm grateful for the journey. I I can say that I'm grateful for the journey. I'm thankful for the lessons that I'm continuing to learn and the ways that I can help somebody. 
you know, um, just by speaking, just by talking about it. Not everybody can do that. Not everybody. I was not willing to do this. <laughs> like, I can honestly say I wrestled with God for a long time before this became a thing for me. Um, people tell me, I'm so grateful. Thank you. I couldn't do it. I couldn't either. <laughs> Trust me when I tell you that. I couldn't either. I'm not a talker in that sense, you know, and I'm not... I don't, I didn't want to be the face for grief. It's depressing. So I'm just like, God, just let me get through it. Let me hit bottom. And he would not let me hit bottom like I wanted to, you know, and because I was, I I know for a fact, he gave me so many messages and so many things and hints and clues to what five years later would look like what six years later would look like. And I didn't want to see him. All I seen and all I knew was that my son was gone and I wanted him back. So God, you ain't giving him back. I don't want to do this. And that was my thing. Um, I didn't, I couldn't work, wasn't working. So, you know, God, you mean that's, that's how, I, you know, that's how I felt and giving me the revelation to do this, um, to start the support group, even, even, especially with that, I'm like, come on, God, you, my relationship with God is my relationship. Your relationship is going to made to be different. This is not the truth for everybody. I'm just speaking on me. I didn't want to do it. This is not what I seen. I seen myself still grieving my son. I seen myself not doing any of this and but as 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 someone who who just going through life and you say you you don't you you haven't had a a loss this great and you're just trying to find your purpose and i'm here to tell you that there is purpose after the pain it may not be what i'm doing it 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 could be anything there is purpose after this. And and I can assure you, you will wrestle, you can wrestle with it all you want. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> Trust me when I tell you that. It's not going anywhere. If that's your purpose, whatever it is. And someone told me, if you you find your, you figure out what your passion is, you'll find your purpose. I'm like, okay. I didn't have any anymore because Everything that I thought I knew, everything that I thought I wanted died the day my child died. So I'm just like, um, back to square zero. It wasn't square one. It was square zero because I was struggling and you struggle. And even with, even with Corey, I think once he decided what it was he wanted to do, it was it was a relief and I could, I could really say I could breathe after that. I could say that Corey gave me the life that I needed to help me keep going. You know, he, he really did become, and you, and you can judge me on this if you, if you want. But like I said in the beginning, 
Everything that you think you know, all your plans, hopes, and dreams die the day your child dies, right? A part of you dies. And and so, but and for those parents who has a child or children left afterwards, you know, you you trying to, everybody's trying to figure out their way. Everybody's trying to navigate it. And with Corey, like I said, he was nonchalant, so it was hard to see what he cared about. But but once his brother died, and for for him on my side, he 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 became an only child. He lost a significant part of him too. And so his hopes and dreams. He stopped playing sports. He stopped um, doing a lot of things that he used to like. And so. When he decided on something, and at one point, I just wanted him to graduate, like, dude, graduate. If you'll graduate, I'm going to be okay, you know. But when he decided that he was going to go to school, like, oh, okay, Corey. But if we get you through graduation, you know, just graduate for me. But it gave me something to look forward to. And so... It took five or six years later, you know, um, after after his brother passed, that I found a meaning, some meaning, because I wanted, I needed him to graduate. I needed him to want to live, and that brought out a fire in me. That put a fire in me that gave me a little bit, little bit more hope. To say, okay, I have to go on because now Corey, Corey really does need me, you know. And he he voiced that in so many different ways without saying, Mama, I need you. You know, he, he did it differently. And he had to do it a way that he knew he could get through to me. And so life after loss is a challenge. And no matter what. I'll, I'll, the, the best part of it, that the best thing I can say to you is don't give up. Just don't give up. I, I know it's hard. Those nights, those days where you're just trying to get through that day and get through that night without falling apart and even falling apart, you know, um, even in that, it's okay, but don't give up. You hold on to what you have left, and that's your memory. If if you lost your only child, hold on to that memory. Don't give up. Someone needs you. Someone cares. Someone is praying for you and praying that you make it through. I'm praying that you make it through. I'm rooting for all of us. I'm rooting for every one of us to just get through and to continue to strive. And and I pray that you find your purpose. I pray that you find the purpose after that pain and through that pain. Because again, you learn to live with it. You learn how to uh, navigate life with it on you. And it's not easy. Again, it's uphill. It it is uphill. But you will make it through. You can make it through. I don't make light. I don't want people to think that I'm making light of it or I make light of it. No, ma'am. No, sir. 
I am not. It is a struggle because you, you, you've had to bury your child. And life after loss is different. Um, it's what they call a new normal, whatever that means. I don't even know what normal is anymore. Like, what's normal? <laughs> like, you, you, you talk to yourself and you try to figure out what to do next. And I think um, they call it um, grief brain. You know, you forget things. You 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 forget what life was before. You have your memories, but there's so many things that fall away and so many things that you're trying to remember that you used to like or that you used to do that you no longer like or do anymore. And that's okay. It's okay. You're hurting. You... And you're trying to to figure it out. And I just, again, I just want to say to you, I'm praying for you. I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for all of us. I'm praying for all of us to continue to go forward. I know it is hard. It is a struggle. And, but it's possible. It's possible to continue life after loss. There is no... One, you know, no five step program or no 10 step program to get through this type of loss is it's a process that is not easy. It hurts. But if you grieve, if, if you don't grieve like you don't have hope. Remember that you have hope. There is hope. And whatever your thing is. It'll come to you. It'll, you'll find it. You'll find it. Even if it's with your other children or um, with your job or, or what your hobby, whatever it is, whatever it is, you will find it. You will see the purpose in the pain, of, the purpose for the pain. You know, um, we try to analyze and understand God. And, and, and a preacher said, a good friend of mine, he said in a message one time that sometimes knowing God is better than knowing why. And I thought at the time that he said it, that that was kind of insensitive because we're talking about, you know, I'm listening for me. So, but, but as, as I went on, as I, as I kept going um, and I kept going forward and when I fall backwards and go to the side and go to the left and go to the right and I, I make my way taking a step forward again I found that that is true that was true for me in that moment and again a lot of times you you get through you get you find yourself in certain moments where you feel okay and you're like, okay, I understand. Okay, I'm good. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. And you go through. And then that next moment, next 10, 20 minutes, you're back like you were. That's okay. Because eventually, you keep going. You don't even know you, you're still going. But you keep going. And you'll reach that moment again where you'll feel like you're okay. And you're like, okay, yeah. Yeah, I understand. Um, I miss him. I miss her. But 
but God has a plan. Yada, yada, yada. You tell yourself that. And in that moment, you're going to believe it. And that's fine. It's okay because that's truth. And when you find yourself falling back again, that's okay too. Just know that everything that you're experiencing is okay after the loss. It's okay. It's okay to question God. It's okay to ask him why. You may not like the answer. He may not give you the answer right then. But it's okay. And he doesn't hold that against you. He doesn't hold it against us. Like, he understands. He knows. We. It's not like we're taking him by surprise. Right? So, he knows. And I just want you to know that it's okay. And you navigate. But hold on to that hope. That hope that you have, hold on to it. And know that, again, I'm here for you. If you ever need me, reach out to me in whatever way you can. Every, all my information is, is up on the screen now. Um, follow us on Twitter, Parents Grief 101. You can follow us on YouTube, Life After Child Loss, APG. Facebook. You can go to my personal Facebook page, Angela R. Snowden. Just reach out. And even if it's not me, reach out to someone. Reach out to someone that will listen. I will listen to you. I understand. I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for us. We're going to get through it. I love you guys. Thank you.